Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. Thank you for joining uh, if you're watching or listening to the podcast. This is a movie podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. Uh, So today I'm going to be reviewing the new film Cocaine Bear, directed by Elizabeth Banks. So we'll get into the review in a moment. A couple things, some housekeeping out of the way, full disclosure. Two things. This is going to be a little more informal, not that I have a formal podcast, so I don't think I do. I've got a uh, fighting off a cold, so I'll be drinking here, you know, hopefully it won't sound too much on the mic, and maybe having to cough and or blow my nose, so up front I apologize, but I don't want to have to stop and start, so I'm just letting you guys know up front, okay? All right, again, this is a movie podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. You can watch the podcast at several locations. First and foremost, on the YouTube channel, Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. If you could subscribe to that, that'd be great. When the show goes live, you can watch it. You'll get a notification when it goes live, or you can watch it on demand at your convenience. You can also watch the show on the show's Twitter page, at Bend Your Ear Pod. If you go to the profile there, the pinned tweet will be the latest episode. And if you click on like, all the previous shows that have been recorded live on Twitter will be there for you as well, so you can watch it there on Twitter. You can also watch the show on the Facebook page. Facebook page is Let Me Bend Your Ear. If you could like that page, I'd appreciate that. Then you can watch the episodes there as well. Uh, the first 10 minutes of the show are on Instagram, and the reason for that is that's all I can put up, and I haven't been able to get the ability to stream to Instagram yet, so hopefully in the future that'll happen, but you can watch the first 10 minutes there, and you can grab the rest at the other locations. All right, and you can also get a link to the YouTube channel on the website. The website is letmebendyourear.com. All the shows there are available, the audio and of course, the links to the YouTube channel to watch the video presentation of this podcast. Now, of course, if you listen to the podcast, which is the original uh, the original way this podcast started, you can get it wherever you get podcasts. So basically, the big ones, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and I'm sure I'm missing some. If you go to Google and type in Let Me Bend Your Podcast, I'm sure you'll find a podcast where the podcast is available. The show is available pretty much at all of them. Um, I can't think of one that it's not, but I'm sure there are. But anyway, wherever you listen to it, that's fine. If you do listen to it on a podcasting app, I would ask that you rate and review. Hopefully you give it five stars. Uh, the reason we ask for that is the more rate and reviews a show has, the higher it appears in search results of people trying to check out a new movie podcast. So if you could do that, I would appreciate it. And of course, like I said, let me review you back to the website. Let me bendyourear.com. If you don't use a podcasting app, all the shows are available there. You can download them directly from the website, and you can listen to them on your PC, on your phone, uh, wherever you would listen to it. Also, um, if you can retweet and like any of my tweets on my uh, Twitter feed, that'd be great as well. If you want to email the show, the email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. All right, housekeeping out of the way, and I haven't hacked up a lung yet, so that's great. I am going to be discussing and reviewing Cocaine Bear, so I saw the preview for the poster for this movie a couple months ago and then started hearing about it. And uh, I posted on Twitter back then when I first heard about this movie that I would definitely be checking this out because it sounded bonkers. And hopefully bonkers in a good way and I'll let you know how I've thought about it in a few minutes. So a little backstory to the movie. This movie is quote unquote based on true events. So the actual story that this is based on is something that occurred in the mid-1980s. So very simple so what happened was there was a flyover with a small private plane loaded with cocaine so the person that was on the plane uh, was dumping bags of cocaine out into the middle of a georgia national park 
So, of course, obviously, if you're familiar with cocaine, peak in the 80s, uh, this is something that's not unheard of. I live in Florida, so obviously uh, Florida was a major thoroughfare for drug dealers in the 80s. So what happened is basically what, what they would do is drug dealers would fly cocaine over certain areas, throw it out, dump it out in the forest, and then people would come pick it up and then take it to wherever they were going to sell it. You know, it was kind of a way to avoid going through customs, going out kind of an, an, another way of getting the drugs into the country illegally. So in this particular scenario uh, that the movie is based on, this is what happens. It's flying over, dumping out bags. And in the movie, it's comically done. Uh, so the, the the guy in the plane, which is played by act, actor Matthew Rees, I think is his name. He's on Perry Mason. He was on one of my favorite shows, The American. So he's, you know, happy, throwing the drugs out. And as he's jumping out of the plane, he hits his head on the top of the plane. And this is how the movie starts, which got a basically a laugh out loud moment from the audience and i'll get into that in a minute that's one of the great things about this movie so he ends up jumping out of the plane hitting his head and he his parachute doesn't open so he's dead so that's how the movie opens and um of course that's the story it's based on a true story in the in the real story bear finds the cocaine ingests the cocaine the bear dies, overdosing, of course, which would totally make sense. In this movie, it takes a different angle. So this movie basically presents to the audience, well, pretty much the same story, bear ingests the cocaine, but what if the bear doesn't die? And now you have the movie Cocaine Bear. So in this movie, bear finds the cocaine, bear ingests the cocaine, and then mayhem ensues. So before I get back to the bear causing mayhem, Let's get you to some of the characters that are in the movie. So there's a couple of sets of characters that are introduced in Cocaine Bear. So I'll start with uh, Sari, the nurse, played by Carrie Russell. So she is a single mom. She's a nurse. She has a uh, young daughter. And uh, her daughter ditches school to go. She wants to paint the waterfalls that are in the Georgia National Park. So um, her daughter, Dee Dee, played by Brooklyn Prince, goes with her friend, Henry, played by Christian Connery. So they sneak, they ditch school, and they go out uh, to the woods to to go to the falls, paint the falls. So that's going on. So of course, um, sorry's at work. She comes home, finds out they're not. She got she gets a call. She skips school. So she goes out to the to the to the national park to find her daughter, of course. And in doing so, she encounters uh, Ranger Liz, played by the fantastic Margot Martindale. If you've listened to this podcast over a length of time, and I actually want to give a shout out to the late Gilbert Gottfried's uh, amazing colossal podcast because one things that one of the things that that podcast championed and had those actors on are character actors. And as a film fanatic, I love character actors. And if you don't know what that is, character actors are actors that you've. It's basically when you see a certain actor or actress in a movie, you go, "Oh, I know that person." And you know them probably from 50 movies or television shows or both. They're not movie stars. They're not Brad Pitt. They're not Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Cruise, where you would see right off the bat. These are actors that are, one, fantastic. And two, are in hundreds of things because they're fantastic. And even in movies that are not that great, they are always great. That's the essence to me of a character actor. And Margot Martindale is the definition of a character actor. She is fantastic in everything. 
I she was uh, on the show Justified uh, one season as a as a marijuana drug dealing gangster leader leader of the gang played played um, she played Mags and she was Mags Bennett fantastic won an Emmy for that role she's great in everything so she is Ranger Liz here and then you've got Jesse Tyler Ferguson best known from Modern Family um, is someone that's uh, looking out for the animals in the park so she Ranger Liz likes her so of course. Um, Sorry comes in trying to look for her daughter and basically Ranger Liz, Liz treats her as a basically a nuisance and an interference because she's trying to make time with uh, with uh, <laughs> with the animal guy, with Peter. So the three of them go out into the woods to try to find uh, her daughter. And then you've got, of course, since now we have drugs that are on the ground, there is a drug dealer that wants those drugs back. And he's played by the great late Ray Liotta. So there's a lot of been a lot of press about Leota being in this film, being I think this is his last film actually. Um, so he is looking for, you know, the drugs. He's the one that ordered ordered the drop. So he sends um, David, played by O'Shea Jackson, if you know him better as Ice Cube's son, played Ice Cube and straight out of Compton. So he goes to send him out to go find it to go retrieve the drugs from the park, and then um, his sidekick is uh, Alden Enric, playing Eddie, who's also Sid's son. So those two go out. They're trying to find the drugs. So you get the, introduced to those characters. Then another set of characters comes in, uh, led by uh, police detective, played by Isaiah Whitlock Jr., another fantastic actor, best known from The Wire. Uh, his catchphrase, if you watched The Wire, was "she." If you know that term, you know his character and you know The Wire. So, but again, another great actor in everything he does. So he's uh, he's an officer named Bob, detective that goes out. He finds out. That the cocaine is dropped in the park. So he's out there to go get it. So you have that character as well that's introduced into the story. And then you have a gang of three knuckleheads that are terrorizing people in the park, mugging them, things like that. So there's a bunch of characters. And the first 30 minutes, 35 minutes of Cocaine Bear is set up. So they're setting up all these characters um, that converge, end up converging on this park in Georgia. And then once those characters are all introduced, then you get back to the bear. So as I said, the bear finds the brick of cocaine, the bag, one of the bags of cocaine, ingests the cocaine, and instead of dying, as in the true story that happens, the bear goes nuts. So this is where the movie kicks into high gear, and this is what I was hoping for. So, so basically what happens is the bear comes across certain people throughout the film and uh, kills them. And the killing is gory just to let everybody know uh elizabeth banks the director is uh not playing around but it's so over the top it's 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 some of them are truly funny like some of the ways that people get killed are funny and i think elizabeth banks from when she read the script and then decided to direct this film she was going all in on bonkers over the top and there's always an inherent danger there because if you're too over the top then people are just checking out what i think she does really well in this movie and i read an interview with her uh regarding this and let me comment and i'll go back let me comment on the bear so the bear in the movie so obviously you've got a bear that's on cocaine so obviously you can't use a real bear so i think we all understand that we all know that going in the cgi in this movie is unbelievable and i am not kidding that bear looks completely real like and i'm and, 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 and i'm going in and everybody's gonna go in knowing it's cgi 
So you're already knowing that it's not real. But the way it's shot, the way that the, the VFX people have done this is unbelievable. And in the interview I read with Elizabeth Banks talking about her decision to direct this film, she under, her desire was to make sure, because she knew that the action was going to be over the top, the way the violence was going to be portrayed was going to be over the top. But she, it was important to her, and I agree, that the actual killing the bear does to people, as much as it's over, that one, the bear had to look real. Because if the bear didn't look real, then they're not just going to buy any part of the movie, which I think she's right. If it looked, if the effects looked bad, if it looked cheesy, then you're, you're looking at like, I don't know, a Sharknado movie that you would see on cable, you know, which has its own inherent funny, goofy joke. But she didn't want, I don't think she wanted Sharknado. She wanted something funny and bonkers, but to ground it in the violence of what that would take when a bear kills somebody and that it would look real. Fantastic visual effects. Like I said, the bear looks real. Like I didn't see, there wasn't one scene in the film that I was like, oh, that's a fake bear. I just, it was so well done. I was really impressed with that work on there. And then the other thing she had said in the interview, which was interesting, and you'll see it as the movie plays out and the bear kills various people, is that she want, she uh, she had observed photographs of real life bear attacks and what's happened to people after them. So she tried to model the kills in the film to make them realistic, to make it what actually would a bear do if they killed a person and not to make it over the top, making it now outlandish and things like that. So I think she grounded those scenes in some reality. Now, obviously, they're, like I said, when you, and I don't want to give away too many things because it, the fun isn't watching how it does it because they're, like I was saying, and I was in a small audience, but there was, I laughed out loud at a lot of things and the audience was laughing out loud at some of the things that were happening in this movie, which is fantastic. Totally fantastic. Very out loud, laugh, funny moments. And like I said, when you cast the movie with really good actors, like I said, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., Carrie Russell, Margot Martindale, um, uh, Ray Liotta, when you, when you, cast really good actors they're going to elevate the material and like i said this is not you know this is not the best script in the world this is not a high brow story it's a campy fun but still gory still violent but very funny because the actors elevate that material and the direction i think is very good like i said elizabeth banks i know she directed the second pitch perfect film i believe and then she directed that reboot of charlie james it was a couple of years ago i think Kristen stewart was a star but i didn't see it i know it didn't do well it got panned and you know she took a lot of heat for it uh but this movie right here is fantastic it's aggressively gory it's funny the situations that the people are put in are funny one thing i will say um and it's almost a running gag in the movie. So, so basically, the, the the advice that's given in the film is: if it's a black bear, you attack. So, a black attack. If it's a brown bear, you lie down. So, you, the, the 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 whole philosophy is, and I don't know if this is based in reality or not, that if you lie down, play dead for a brown bear, they'll leave you alone. And a black bear, you can't do that, or they will attack. So, you got to attack back to try to fight back to save your life. So there's several moments in the film where people are giving contradictory advice on how to confront this bear when the situation arises. And basically somebody says, oh, no, you got to lie down. And the other person says, oh, no, 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 you got you to attack. It, and the way it's done is hilarious. And it's done throughout the movie. But again, uh, it is rated R for a good reason. Like I said, the, the kills are gory, but very funny. But the movie is very funny. Um, my criticism of the movie, and it's a... Uh, it's a slight one. So the movie is about an, I think it's an hour and 35 minutes. So the runtime's perfect. It doesn't overstay its welcome. So that, that movie, 
it's a flimsy plot and what's going on in the movie is so outlandish you're pushing it probably going past 130 135 140 so i think the movie is at a good length and even more so because of this is my criticism i still thought even with that shortened running time it took a little too long to get going basically get into the mayhem because the way it was marketed you know that like i said i understand you have to set up the characters i get it and it wasn't intermittent it wasn't terribly long but it was still a little too long for my like i think they still could have got going much much quicker uh to getting the bear hijinks going in and what people are coming to see that's my slight criticism of the film like i said not a terrible one and it definitely wouldn't dissuade me from recommending the movie as well uh but uh, that's like i said other than that criticism that's it the acting is great all the way around uh o'shea jackson as david is hilarious funny and like i said everybody in the movie is pretty much really really funny and ray Li- ray liotta who of course is was a phenomenal actor of course most famously known for goodfellas you know the 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 quintessential gangster film and you know he was front and center of that film so it was it was bittersweet to see him in his last performance he's not in this movie a lot uh so you don't get you know so that's and that's not a criticism it's just you know you know that's his last film you want to see as much of him as you can he's not in this film a lot uh he he's heavily in it in the third act and uh he's fantastic in it too he uh he hams it up. He plays his drug dealer character, you know, fantastic as, as only Ray Liotta can do it. Uh, so it was great to, to see him in this film uh, in his last performance. It's great. And like I said, everybody's fantastic. Uh, Carrie Russell's really good. Isaiah Whitlock's really good. Uh, Jesse, Ta- Jesse Tyler Ferguson is hilarious uh, in the movie as well. But everybody's great. So if you go into this movie with two things, go in with low expectations, you're not, you know, like I said, you're not looking at a highbrow Oscar winning drama that's not what this is and if you go in knowing what the story is but look I think if you're going to go see a movie cocaine bear I think you're going to have reasonable expectations anyway it's a great title and it describes it completely and as I said the CGI is fantastic it's unbelievable like I said the bear looks real and the situations that they're put in is funny and uh and it's and it's like I said it's a fun movie and 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 again it this is a recurring theme with this podcast and uh, in the last few movies I've mentioned, uh, not every movie has to be three hours long. And uh, I'm stealing a quote from the great director Joe Dante, who I listened to uh, his podcast. Of course, he directed The Howling and and uh, Gremlins, Matinee, a lot of great movies. And he's he's been railing against this, and he's a cinephile, and he's railing against how movies have gotten longer and longer and longer. And don't get me wrong. I'm 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 one of the people that like the Irishman, and the Irishman is long, so I'm not anti three hour movies. But I think Joe Dante has a great point. There's a lot of movies that don't need to be three hours long, and and he always talks about the lost art of making a tight ninety minute film, which could be fantastic. So with something like Cocaine Bear, and even when I reviewed Nobody with uh, Bob Odenkirk last year, same thing. Straight up action film was ninety minutes long, ninety five minutes long, I think. It doesn't have to be a three-hour-long movie. It doesn't have to be. If you're telling a good story, get in, tell the story, get out, and entertain people on your way. And this is what this movie does. Like I said, it took a still a little, took a little too long for me for it to get going, but once it did, it was completely entertaining, uh, hilarious, and I loved it. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give Cocaine Bear, directed by Elizabeth Banks, I'm going to give it three and a half Van Goghs out of five. So on that scale, it's a recommendation for me. 
Uh, that's always borderline, but I, I'd recommend it. If you are if you know what you're getting going in, a bear that ingests cocaine and goes nuts and goes on a killing rampage, if that's your type of movie, I think you're going to enjoy Cocaine Bear. If it's not your type of movie, then maybe not. Uh, but like I said, if you see the title Cocaine Bear, that's really going to either draw in you or repulse you, depending on what you think of that type of movie. So I'm going to give it three and a half mangoes out of five. Like I said, I'll recommend it. I think it's fun. Uh, if you don't see it in the movies, definitely when it comes out on digital, check it out. It's a fun quick 90 minutes of entertainment hilarity over the top it's bonkers and and i and i'm like i said at the beginning of the movie it's a uh, beginning of the podcast it's bonkers in a good way uh like i said it was a lot of fun to watch I, like i said there was i was laughing out loud in the theater there was a la- laugh out loud um moments in the film that the audience really embraced so like i said i think the movie's doing well i'm interested to see how it does this weekend going into next week uh but again i'm going to give it Three and a half Van Goghs out of five for Cocaine Bear, uh, directed by Elizabeth Banks. So again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to this show. Again, this is a movie podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. You can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, please rate and review on those apps if you can uh, to help the show get more uh, play and more recognition. You can watch the show, as I stated, on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, so you can watch it in any one of those locations. Subscribe to the Facebook page. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. That would be great. I'd appreciate that. And again, I'm gonna like I last week, I'm going to be doing a back-to-back review. So after I get off the air here, I'll be back on in a few minutes to review Megan, which was still out in the theaters, but it is streaming now on Peacock. So I was able to watch that. So I'm going to do that review. So we'll be, again, another double review. Uh, so again, Cocaine Bear, directed by Elizabeth Banks. I am giving three and a half Van Goghs out of five. Everybody take care. Have a fantastic day.